0: Do some normal talking. Do some normal talking. I am talking normally. <laughs> this I is how talk. I talk. I talk like this. Blah blah blah. Blip bloop bloop. Blur bleep, Did that? Was that? That was it. That was great. That was not normal at the that end. Was great. That's not how I talk. I don't like wake up in the morning and be like, "Ah, oh, honey, I feel great." Blip 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 blip. That would be weird. I don't think Julie would appreciate that. <laughs> Hi and welcome to it's going to get stupid. My name is Jose. I'm Richard, and you're listening to your favorite pop culture podcast here in April. I thought you were going to. Say- oh no, it's no, March. It's, it's, March. March. it's Dang. March. I'm. From I, thought the you were gonna, I thought
1: you were going to like do a pause and wait for me to say the name of the podcast. Nope. And-
0: I always say the name. This is how it works here. <laughs> Stick to your role, sir. Stick to your role. Hey everybody! Today uh, we are going to be talking about. Um, Something that may be considered edgy, not really, I don't think it is, but um, recently the Oscars uh, were on last week. They were. And apparently a movie about um, Coitus with a Fish won. Not sure if you were aware. Uh, was a good movie, but Sex with a Fish. Uh, <laughs> but but there were some interesting nominations, especially Get Out. Yeah. I think, I mean, it won uh, Screenplay. Yep. And I think it won a Golden Globe for director? I believe so. If not, if not mistaken. Yeah. So if, if you don't know anything about Get Out, it was directed by Jordan Peele. Of the from Key of, and Peele. Of Key and Peele. And uh, he's a comedian, but he directed this movie. And it was a great movie. Worked I mean, on it, was, it for about
1: seven years, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. phenomenal.
0: And I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people passed on this movie yeah. because it was different. It was yeah. totally different. Um, and it tells the story of a... We're just jumping into it. Yes, jumping into it. Tells the story of a guy who is dating a woman. Yep. He happens to be African-American. She is Caucasian. And he goes home to meet her parents after 100%. they've been dating for a few weeks for the first time.
1: As a uh, minority who is married to a Caucasian female. Isn't that interesting that we're both
0: married to Caucasian yeah. women? <laughs>
1: uh, I can tell you that that experience. You is- know what? Let's is, talk about these. It's definitely nerve wracking. This is important. Yeah.
0: Talk about your first experience, Rick. This is, this is important to the conversation.
1: <laughs> so I can I, I can vividly remember. So do you want me to tell the time I met her parents for the first time, or the time I met her
0: entire family? Whichever one is more shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one is closest to the movie Get Out.
1: So okay, well here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. Was, was there, it anything like that? Party outside? There was, there like party outside there was no party outside. Um, but I can tell you the, as being a minority at the time, dating a white female, um, it was definitely nerve wracking. Um, I didn't know, I didn't just didn't know the situation. I didn't know like what I was gonna get into or like how things. I don't know. It, it, a lot of it was like self uh, inflicted nervousness because come to find out, her family is great, and I've had like you know, I, we're actually gonna be married for thirteen years on the twelfth, so we're recording this.
0: Ooh so three days ago
1: yeah uh so we've been married for 13 years happily like
0: belated anniversary
1: <laughs> um but it was just really nerve-wracking so the very first time i met her parents right so she tells me that her father is uh, a hunter
0: already Already <laughs> already starting off well this is, defined, and, this, and is, that, this is Sammy's defining characteristic.
1: In that uh, at some point uh, rifles got a little too easy for him. So he won a challenge and decided to pick up archery and is like kind of like semi pro, which I mean, he is like, I mean, he, he doesn't do like pro stuff, but like he could shoot up there with the best of them, you know, if you if really wanted to. And I walk in, I'm picking her up for dinner and in their dining, like you walk into their house and immediately to the left is the dining room table. And then right next to that, is, it's like an open floor plan so you see the kitchen at their old house and immediately on the table is all his archery stuff just laid out
0: and, <laughs> and he, so this he, is your first picture you're like oh so it's the old shotgun on the <laughs> table yeah know, basically but with a bow and, basically. <laughs> and i
1: was like okay that's you know whatever yeah you know he's like oops i forgot i left those out come to find out he did leave them out um, on purpose for me he just wanted me to know Nice. Which I respect. I respect because as a father who has a daughter, uh, I will probably just greet said thug with shotgun in hand. Yeah.
0: Said thug. (laughs) Just remember that in the future that your son-in-law is going to be a thug. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Meeting a girl's parents for the first time is already nerve wracking enough. 100%. But when you're from a different culture and you're not sure what to expect because you've heard stories or you've heard just snippets you've never met this person before and you're just sure that these people are not going to like you or they're just and even more so just because of your race yeah you know like they already have a bias towards you and it's not even a dislike necessarily it's just a bias yeah towards you and i think the first time i met julie's parents was in utah oh fun one of the salt lake city (laughs) so if you've never been to salt lake city it's pretty white yeah i mean you
1: stick you you stuck out
0: oh i stuck out really bad Um, and I was pretty nervous and it wasn't weird. Like they were super nice. They're, they're great people. Yeah. Um, but we did go to the mall and everyone was staring at me. Yeah. Like as if I was at a place, which I was, <laughs> there was no other, there's no other minorities there. Yeah. And I should be used to that because I used to live in Boston and there was no, I, lo- I went to a school where I was the only black and Hispanic kid and that was it. <laughs> so anyway, the movie is about him meeting her parents. Yeah. And, um, all these fears that you have about, you know, people was like totally off base because something sinister was going on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, do we spoil this movie? I think we can spoil yeah, this go movie. And spoil the movie. So basically what was going on is they were replacing um, the like brains. half of their brains. Yeah. Half of their brains. They were putting half of their brain, half of the brains of older white people yeah. into the brains of younger black men and women so that they could live, continue living on and, in these bodies. And
1: what they found out is, uh, one of, one of the main antagonists is, a she's a therapist and she does hypnotherapy and she found out that in order for this process to actually work properly, the person still has to be there kind of running like motor functions, like walking and, you know, like it just has to be there in order for it there to be some sort of like, um, mechanism for the body to still function but she would hypnotize them and bury them into their subconscious called the sunken place
0: yeah and uh it was really super super creepy super creepy super Super creepy creepy. man so
1: you take the the nervousness that you have from like just meeting your your significant other's parents you add on top of that the racial differences which you know you don't know how to handle luckily for both of us it worked out really well yeah and our in-laws are both fantastic And there's never been an issue with that. But that's not always the case in a lot of these situations. And you take that and then you throw this crazy like horror movie twist on top of it. And that's what you have with Get Out.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so, you know, of course, the themes, um, there were a lot of thematic, deep themes in this, not just about, oh, it's some scary movie where he goes and visits people and they're taking brains and everything. It was really about um, like the use of um, African-American muscle and sweat yeah and you know to to do things in the admiration of the the build of african-american males like in sports athletics things like that right um and coveting the body but not yeah. really anything else about african-americans it
1: took the whole like reappropriation idea yes.
0: and then and took it to an extreme yes very right? much so um so there were a lot of great themes in there um period uh so the movie and the movie was really different and kind of shocking um so for it to get an award, uh you know, um and, and to be considered as one of the best pictures of the year was huge I feel for this for our culture currently. 100%. Um another movie that I thought was very big um because nobody thought it was going to do this well. Nobody. I mean, I did I thought it was going to be good, but Black Panther. Yeah. So, I mean, and will financially. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's made a billion dollars yeah. already. It- and it's just gone like crazy. It's gone crazy. Yeah. And so for that movie to, and then it wasn't just a simple superhero action movie. Um, it had a lot of great themes in it that we've talked about, but the big thing is it had a strong uh, African-American male prota- protagonist, Yep, which Get Out also had a male protagonist that wins, you know, he wasn't just the, cause you know, in horror movies, the whole thing is that. Um, one the black guys like the first to die the black people are the first to die that's like a trope right yeah and in this he's the one that saves the day and actually another one of his friends comes and saves him too and it's and they they win they don't lose he got this yeah and it was I mean, it was good it was great um but then in Black Panther you have a strong African-American male even even the antagonist who you know I mean there's some issues that people have with him yeah you know culturally but I think that he was just going about things the wrong way and he took things to an extreme and yeah. he was a good villain.
1: I mean, I think the good, well, and that's it. I guess I have a comment about that. You know, Killmonger isn't really a villain, right? Like he's a villain in the sense that he's causing harm to other people, but he sees himself on the, he, he sees himself as the hero. Yeah. Right? like, And so, and, and I get that, you know, that's common. Like the villain always sees himself as the hero, but I truly felt like he saw himself
0: as cur- steering the ship like yeah of course correct so when we were talking about all the marvel villains yeah. you know throughout there yeah i think they see themselves as a the hero kind of not really i and like you think of uh yellow jacket he didn't see himself as a hero he yeah. realized he was the victim of uh, villain he didn't care yes sir. right so you look at people like killmonger or um uh you know dr octopus and spider-man 2 right um i think loki You know, it was another one. Uh, And there was one more villain. I would even
1: say Mordo in Doctor Strange uh, as he becomes the villain towards the end of the movie. Yeah, he does. He's not really taking on a villain trope where he's like trying to destroy everything. I think his worldview just got shattered. He's he's trying to find balance. Yeah.
0: Um, Another one is uh, what's his name? Uh, The dude from Civil War
1: um zemo zemo baron zemo yeah.
0: also he wasn't being a villain he just thought this is not right i don't think they should right. be able to do this i'm going to expose this to the world so killmonger's whole thing is basically you know this was stolen from my people i've seen the devastation that's happened to my communities right and here's wakanda that could be doing something about it and they're doing nothing about it and that's not right and you know i'm gonna take it the right way he didn't take it by four he didn't come in there and storm and cheat he, I mean, he did it the right way. He did it by all the customs and did it the right way, one fair and square. Yeah, right. Beat him and then ruled the country how he wanted to, you know, and how he thought it should be. So I don't. He didn't yeah. really do anything wrong. He was just an antagonist. Yeah, and he just had a different point of view than um, T'Challa did. That's what, that's all it really is. So anyway, you had two strong male leads. Yeah, right. And then the really cool thing is you had. All the women of Wakanda, the whole uh, royal guard, the Do, what are they? I want to say Do but that's not right. <laughs> Guru- Durame or something like that. Oh, uh, we should
1: have looked this up before anyway, It doesn't recorder. matter.
0: His royal guards are all women and super strong. Super strong. Uh, I would Probably say. Stronger than him. I would say
1: not only were, were they super strong, but I feel like from a fighting aspect, like in the movie, um, I felt like they stole the show. Yeah. As far as like how they how well they performed, uh, the technicality and, and everything, like in the physicality of what they brought to to the screen, I felt like they, their fight scenes were much more interesting than even like the Black Panther Killmonger uh, final fight.
0: I mean, if you think about that one scene where they're driving, in you know Black Panthers in the car driven by Shuri. Yeah. And. Um, I can't remember her name, but his world, his guard, his general is being driven by Na- Nakia. Yeah, um, and she's on the she's on the roof too. Yeah, throwing her spear. I mean, she's like doing the same things. He is. She doesn't have she, the suit. But she doesn't about, without she the suit. Have suit. She, she doesn't, doesn't have, have the Black, the Panther. Black Panther powers. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty awesome too, and she was very formidable, not just strength wise, but also like intelligence, intelligence, you know. uh, her her tacticality yeah. of like how she was planning things out. And I, I, you, no one here was really playing a victim no and that was i think that's important it's an you know because there here's the thing in in a lot of movies um what you typically have is a person of color are very stereotypical even if they're not trying to be they just happen to fall into that character they're the buddy sidekick or they're the crackhead or the meth addict or something you know there's something her name was okoye uh, okoye so are the criminal you know are different things you look at that with the latin culture big time man they're all criminals and all you know reformed criminals or whatever or just goofy latin stereotypes yeah. so you talk about something like coco that came out Yep. Yeah. Um, and i was concerned about how they were going to do um, mexican culture because one latin culture is very varied number one hundred percent right and so if you just kind of mishmash all hispanic cultures together or latin cultures together and put some stuff in there it's not going to be right but they focused on mexican culture and they did a very good job of showcasing Mexican culture and just Mexican culture. Yeah.
1: And, you know, in highlighting like the beauty of, of, of what the traditions are, right. You know, as, as I would say as two Christian minorities, like we don't follow those same traditions anymore, Mm. but it's still good to know where we came from and to know why our culture or why, why our ancestors or our elders and our families celebrated these things and what it means to them instead of just writing it off like oh we don't do that anymore mm-hmm. like we can still respect like where it came from why it's important and, and- kind of
0: are the are, are you know the way that we care about family so much and the way that we regard family right. is because of that culture that we've come from is a very family-oriented culture um and so we celebrate a lot of things and we, we celebrate Family together, and we like having big parties, and we like having a lot of people, right? Even though we're introverted. Um, so I think that these movies that have been coming out are very impactful, um, only because so you know, there's a movie that came out last year that got not that one Academy Award is Moonlight, right? Yeah, which I, I've i never seen this film, yeah, but it looked like a really great film, it did, and I think it would be culturally impactful as well if anybody had gone to see it, but a limited number of people saw it. Yeah. That's why I don't think as I think people should go see Moonlight. I want to see it. I just haven't had a chance to. Um, but the exposure that Black Panther has gotten and the exposure that Get Out got yep. and the exposure that Coco's giving is r- impacting our culture in a way that you can see yourself on the screen because a lot of times um, you don't, as I'll tell you right now, as a minority, you don't see yourself on the screen. No, 100%. As, as, the, as, the, as the, the main... Um, as the hero, hero or as the main character or yeah. anything like that or just you, a normal are normal person going through it it's always a white dude right you know or a white woman right or a white kid when you're when or we're growing kid, up yeah. you know when we're growing up i mean I, I mean look at the last look at the last few movies that pixar put out yeah. even can you can you remember a person of color that was the lead in any of those movies no i can't I can't at all yeah. until the picture of Miguel, Mancoco, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. So boom. Miguel and Coco. I mean, that's, that's, maybe there's one and we're forgetting it, Yeah, but I don't, I can't recall it. And that's the problem is even if there was one in there, I can't recall it. Yeah. Which means that it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's not enough. And you know? for
1: me, you know, as, um, as being, you know, a, a Hispanic American and having kids that are now growing up in this culture, it, especially on the cartoon side with, with Coco and, um, and just being able to expose my children to that, like they're they're kind of two favorite movies right now. Like when we when we're in the car and we're listening to soundtracks, it's Coco and Book of Life, both
0: really. Book of Life was really underrated and good. It, really, it was really was.
1: Good. It really was. And if, if it wasn't for Book of Life, Coco, I don't think would have been able to come out as easily as it did. Um, but uh, it's just they're they're both done really well, and there's aspects that they bring out of the Hispanic culture that I can now introduce my kids to. Now there's there's some you know, there's some uh, duty on my part to further that education, right? Because they're not gonna get everything from a cartoon. But at the same time it's like it, it makes it it makes them ask questions. It makes them curious about these different parts of, of where they came from.
0: Yeah, no. And I mean you even look at like um the best picture nominees from past years, like you look at 2015, that was that one year where um, there was a, there was a big hullabaloo blue over yeah. not enough person of color representation. And you look at the top movies of Spotlight, Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room. Hey, some of those movies are amazingly are, good. are fantastic. Yeah, but you're trying to tell me that that whole year there was not a movie. With a minority as right. a lead character that was just as good, I can't I can't remember or at least worthy of being put in the list. Yeah, put in being nominated. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then and then and then the next year, you have um, three, three movies: Moonlight, Fences, and uh, Hidden Figures. Yeah, and even I would include Lion in that because it had, yeah. uh, had um, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was he was uh, Indian. Yep. Um, you have. Four movies, right, that had people of color in it right. in the Academy Award. And then you look at this year, which is interesting too, Shape of Water, um, which didn't have... It was all white people. but Hispanic director. But Hispanic director Gilmore, Gilmore del Toro, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Post, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Which is kind of, again, going back to...
1: It's going back to it, and... I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I, I will say I feel like this year is instead of a course correcting year, I feel like we're starting to see the the wave of more inclusion, mm-hmm. right? And it's not going to happen overnight. No, it, it's going to take time, and it's going to take it's going to take minority directors and actors and artists exactly. to to finally feel comfortable enough to step up and realize that they do have a shot to get to that point, to get to get to that highest seat at the table, right? Um to so know this year for best picture I think there was kind of a step backwards but overall I think we're starting to see more inclusion of diversity on a on a broader scale.
0: Yeah. And I don't think it's because um there like I think the problem lies with what you just said. It's minority directors and people of color directors and women directors getting a shot to tell these specific stories um, for this group of people. Right. And, and, and so the whole thing is, is, is when I look at, at a, at a show or a screen, um, or movie that takes place, let's say in Houston, any place, you know, it's a normal place. Right. I want to see diversity on screen because when I went to the park yesterday, I'm here in Houston, you know, Katie, Texas, right. I went to the park and I saw Muslim, uh, men and women taking their kids, Indian men and women taking their kids, African-American men and women taking their kids, you know, my mixed up kids were all there, you know, I mean, but you saw, you saw mixed kids, white kids, you saw everybody just like a a smattering of of all the races and nationalities and everywhere, you know, Hispanics, a whole bunch of people all playing at the park, right, and it wasn't one concentration of one or the other, And I mean, especially coming from Houston, you see that now, if you have something like that's a period piece specifically for one thing, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But if you're just showing a movie... You if you're showing
1: a slice of life.
0: Yeah. You shouldn't right? have normal people doing normal stuff that look diverse because they're they're diverse people. Not not you have the black dude that's acting like a black guy. Right. You just have this person that happens to be African a male is, is a part in the movie. That's right. it. Right. And he has whatever quirks he has because right. he's that person.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that what we're looking for is not diversity based off percentage of the whole, yeah. right? Like th- that's I don't think I don't think that's a fair fair ask. What we're looking for is just if if you're doing if the movie is just about normal everyday life, then it 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 shouldn't have to look a certain way. Right, like the actors shouldn't have to look a certain way. They should be anybody and everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where that's where we're at as a country. If you're looking at a period piece or you're looking at uh, a certain culture, then hundred percent, like they it should be cast appropriately.
0: Like I thought, um, Black Panther was cast perfectly. You know, I
1: I agree, Um, and I think the topics that were discussed in Black Panther, while they were addressing very culturally specific times in history, I feel like a lot of the topics could then be. Um, extrapolated to be a more wide-ranging discussion, right? Not just about uh, the African-American culture or or anything like that. Like it, 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 It was very inclusive across the board.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, when we talk about things as a country, anyway, you know, we could get into a big discussion, but we need to be more cognizant of where we've come from and not shy away from the ugly parts, you know, which is, I think, that get out... And Black Panther are doing is not shying away from the ugly parts yeah. of our history because we have ugly parts in our history. We do, you know, and that's but 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 the reason we're here today is because we have moved past those parts to some extent, right? Right? We're still, you know, you you, you run through mud, you're going to have mud on you, yeah. But you keep cleaning yourself off and wiping yourself off and examining yourself to make sure, hey, have I got all the mud off? No, let's keep cleaning ourselves and, and going through it and and but we don't ignore the mud because if you ignore the mud. You're doomed to run into you're, your yeah. Game. You're just gonna have it, and yeah. then you, you know, kind of. I can, I think sometimes we went through a period where we kind of ignored that, which is shaped by our media. Yeah, right. We see that now. Um, how we were colorblind to things, and we shouldn't be. We should un- embrace our past, embrace who we who we've been, what we've done, and and figure out a way to move forward with that knowledge. And right. I think that's what these movies are doing. I'm excited to see more of this, um, not just glorifying, you know, our past. But really, talking about it in a way that how does it affect our future? How does it affect now?
1: And also introducing the beauty of these other cultures that we haven't really had a lot of chance to see. I mean, one of the like if Black Panther doesn't get nominated for costumes next year, oh yeah, man, like it was great. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a huge upset. And Coco winning because of just the colors and just all the the cultural significance that it brought from you know this uh, from Day of the Dead just all the beauty that you see from it and just the beauty in the culture that you, you, you were able to witness, right. And share that with my kids. Like that was a huge deal. And so, yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing the effects of the mud with, you know, things like get out, right. Like, you know, we're seeing like the mud stains still on our clothes and things like that. But now it's like, as we walk past it, like we can start to see like, okay, there's, there's beauty in these cultures that we haven't really been witnessed to yet.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. So, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about, you know, how things are going, and just I, it's hard to impress upon people that are not, um, a minority, and have and are part of the minority and haven't, you know, because I mean, honestly, like if you're a white kid growing up in the past ten years, you've seen yourself several times in several situations in media, yeah, plain and simple, hundred percent. And you've seen yourself a wide range of everything. You've seen, yeah. you know, crackheads that are white. You've seen doctors and. You know, action heroes right. and everything, right? But if you were a little Hispanic kid, you did not see any hero. No. You saw, I mean, I remember growing up and seeing Cheech and Chong, a bunch yeah. of stoners. Speeding Gonzalez, hey, uh, Speeding Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I can't even think of any other kind of like, and I mean, people will throw stuff at me like, well, what about this guy? And I was like... Yeah, I mean, he was Hispanic maybe, I guess. Yeah. But they like whitened him up. I don't know, man. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't just a normal dude. It was weird. And I can't think of any examples right now because yeah. I know someone, there's somebody out there that's like, well, what about this guy? But it's so few and far between that it doesn't make the same impact. Right. Now, if I'd grown up seeing a smattering of all races, that would be different. Yeah, But then I was half black, too. And you think about the kind of roles that I've grown up seeing African-Americans play. And it hasn't been very good. No, other than it, other than the Cosby Show, <laughs> which was in, in like these some of these sitcoms. But even then, I think they didn't really address the serious, you know, like yeah. serious issues either.
1: But it, and I think
0: it's it's also important that as as the years
1: progress and as media progresses and everything like that, the inclusion of mixed diver, mixed race and diversity in from that respect is going to become so much more important because my kids are half Hispanic and they are half Caucasian and that's 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 unique you know i don't want to say that's not unique to them but that's not just that's writing two lines right like it's it's not just one thing right so they'll need to know the history of both and how that affects them, how, you know, what their, what their history is from both cultures, not just one. And I think over time we'll start to have to see that mixed diversity, right? Where it's not just African-American, it's yeah. not just Hispanic, it's not, not just mix. Asian and it's not just, um, Caucasian. It's a mixture of all of them because I mean, how many of us are just one thing anymore?
0: That's true. I mean, eventually, you know, we're going to get to a point where we're just one, we're Americans. Yeah. All right, we're just Americans, yeah. not African Americans or Asian Americans. We're just Americans, and then it's acceptable to be whatever. And I mean, it is acceptable to be whatever now, but it's it's just weird. It's a weird it's a weird thing to, you know, look on this, sc- watch something and not see any people of color at all, and be okay with it. It's very limiting. Yeah, it's really, and but but I've grown so okay with it now that I don't even. It doesn't even cross my mind when I'm watching something I'm like, "Oh, there's no black people in there." There were yeah. no Hispanic people in there. That's okay. Yeah, like it's it's a, it's a show, and I'm just gonna turn my brain off about it. Yeah. Um. But when you when I really sit and think about it, especially for my kids, like me, it's done. Like I'm already grown up. But for right. my kids, I'm like, I want them to be able to see, especially like I have girls, so I really want them to see strong women, but then also strong women of color, not just one color, but all colors, and you know that every you know, and then also having mixed. You know, women on screen being strong are just being portrayed normally. Yeah. You know, and being portrayed in a good light so that they can see this is something I can aspire to be. Anyway, it's it's so important to have roles for our kids that they see themselves in. And you know, whether it's dolls or anything else too. Yep. Um, you know, that's why I think people are like clamoring for Disney to have these different princesses of different face and i think disney's been doing a pretty okay job of yeah. trying to do that you know
1: i feel like the, i feel like disney and pixar are doing a good job of like tapping into like the emotional territory mm-hmm. and starting to tap into the diversity territory yeah um, so yeah all good things so yeah. I, I i was really happy with with this this new wave of inclusion
0: yeah i mean for it this, just for this year and just a good i mean it was just a good showing especially black panther it really blew me away um, with with some of the things they were talking about and how they how they portrayed their uh, the characters and, and the, the, just the people of, of color. So, yeah um, let us know what you think. you can drop us a line at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com
1: uh, you can find us on Twitter at
0: igtgs show. you can hit us up on facebook facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid or on our website www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. going to get can direct all hate mail there too if you really want to It's okay it's okay. I will cry.
1: So I'm very sensitive.
0: Are you a little bit? Are you? Yeah. Is that a trait? Is it? A, okay. Anyway, <laughs>
1: last movie we watched. So the last movie I watched is I, I took a little bit of a, a different turn. I actually watched a documentary, uh, which I don't get to do a lot a of. Documentary? A docu what? Um. So I watched this documentary called "Where Dreams Go to Die." What did that document? <laughs> threw me off there completely. It was called Where Dreams Go to Die. It was directed and um filmed by a gentleman of uh, named Ethan Newberry. He's out of the Seattle area. He is uh he's a runner. He does um running equipment and shoe reviews and things like that on YouTube as the ginger runner. Shoe reviews? He does. Okay. So we're tapping into a different facet of Richard's life here. Um so uh as someone who Who's a very beginner runner? I've done a uh, I've done an obstacle course uh, race last year, doing a triathlon and an obstacle course race this year. Um, this this has piqued my interest in the last couple of years. Anyways, this movie, this documentary is about one gentleman named Gary Robbins, and he's on. Um, he's determined to to win this marathon, and I'm drawing a blink. Of, the Barkley, Marathons. Yeah, the, the Barkley Marathons.
0: A hundred plus mile event.
1: So it ends up being around 130 miles. What? Uh, oh, oh, like, in general. Um, it's uh, only 15 people have ever completed it.
0: Yeah. yeah total. The other people have died. Um, Every single one of them. No. Every single one of them no. has died.
1: Uh, last, uh, I think in... Yeah. There, there are years where there aren't any finishers, but basically they, because they're dead, the, the documentary takes place over two of the races because he, he doesn't do, he doesn't do very well, uh, on the first time he tries to run this. Um, it's a hard marathon to get into. You have to basically, it's kind of like a secret submission. Uh, like you have to submit your application over secret. Uh, like it's kind of like shrouded in secrecy. What do you mean you have to do it in secret? Like there's not like a, a place where you just go and sign up for the Barkley marathons, right? Like you have to be in the in the community.
0: Okay, I just I just Wikipedia the Barkley yeah. marathons and it says runners may elect a fun run of sixty miles. Yeah,
1: nothing seems so fun about that. It's fu- the it's the race is a total of five loops, right? And the first three loops are considered the fun run. Um, while you're while you go into this race. Every time you run a loop, you get a different bib number. And as you're going through the loop, um, you have to find books, 13 books that are hidden in throughout the force. The, the trail isn't marked. You have to know the map. You have to know the, you have to know the the area based off the map that, that you're given. Um, and you have to find the corresponding page that matches to your bib number. Every loop, your bib number changes. So you could be finding page thirty, you could be finding page two hundred and five, the oh, next wow. loop, and you every time you come back, in order to complete your loop, you have to come back with all thirteen pages in hand, and they they verify that and everything. The crazy thing is, is that they change the rules every year, and it's always it's always a surprise. They never know. So like, uh, in the very first race that you watch this documentary, they're able to run with a partner um, for the first four loops, and then. At the last minute, they changed it to where your partner and you have to go the opposite directions. So if you went clockwise in the loop, one of you has to go, you know, counterclockwise. Whatever. The second, the second race that they cover in the documentary is you have to change the direction every time you run a loop on every lap, um, which gets kind of like explained in secret um, at the very last second. And the other crazy thing about this about this race, the craziest thing about this race is there's a 12 hour start time window. So midnight on the day of the race, between midnight and noon of the day of the race, the race could start at any point.
0: You don't know. The whole race. The whole race. This is so weird. <laughs> and I'm reading other stuff like um, it. you have to write an essay yeah. on why you should be allowed to run in it with a sixty application yeah. fee. If you're new first-time runners, you have to bring a license plate from your state as part of the entrance. <laughs> yep. And then if you've run the race before but didn't finish, you have to mail an additional fee, uh, which could include something like a white shirt, socks, or a flannel shirt. Yeah. And then if you've r- finished the race before, your entrance fee is a pack of camel cigarettes. Yep. So <laughs> when
1: uh, – I forget his, his, his first name is Laz, uh, or that's what he goes by. Uh, Gary La- Cantro Lazarus Lake. Lazarus Lake. Yeah. So when he decides to start the race, he blows a conch shell at any time between those 12 hours right that gives you a one hour head start like one hour like starting time so like you can wake up from from the blowing of the conch shell is it conch or conch
0: i think it's conch
1: okay when that when conch, that
0: conch sounds funnier though you could say conch.
1: <laughs> when the conch shell is, is blown that means you have one hour before the official start of the race at one hour one hour from that time laz will light a cigarette and that means the race has started
0: Oh man, this is, this is a great, oh gosh. So
1: anyways, if you're looking for a great documentary about, I don't know, just persevering through, through like a physical struggle or just like seeing the human spirit, like work through something that seems impossible. Um, it's, it's a solid movie. It's done really well. Uh, Ethan Newberry does a great job of filming it. It, It's, it's held in so much secrecy that they can only film at like the, the starting point. Like, so when they come back in and out for, for, um, arrest in between loops, um, he can only film in that, in that section. There's a couple of times where they go out and they kind of try to find, uh, Gary, uh, as he's running, but, um, that's all they can film. That's all they're allowed to film. So they can't like go with him on the race and oh, film wow. alongside him. Uh, each loop can take anywhere up to 12, 12 to 14 hours, you know, and you have a certain time limit, like you have 60 hours to finish uh the entire race so if you don't make it in time like you're cut off which is you know it's also part of the difficulty of it but it's a really great documentary it's done really well it's like an hour and 16 minutes long I believe um and it's just a, it's just a really good story I've watched it twice already, really and it came out last uh this past Monday is it on the flicks no I had to buy it oh you had to it purchase? was like it was
0: like eleven dollars I might have to for a digital download should I watch this Maybe I should watch this. It was a really good movie. Cool, man. That sounds... I mean, it sounds really interesting. I should have never heard of this before. Barkley Marathons. I will never be running this marathon. ever. I
1: will never be running this marathon either. The idea of maybe running... uh, A, you know, as a a runner, my goal is to actually run a full marathon and maybe go a little bit further than that. But the ability to do what these guys are doing um, up to like 130 miles, I mean...
0: It's that's, ridiculous, that's crazy. It's uh, the current record is fifty-two hours. Yeah, that's insane.
1: Yeah. So it was a great movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, go check it out. Where dreams go to die. dot com. Uh, and the director of it is Ethan Newberry. Look him up. He does really good shoe reviews if you're into that kind of stuff.
0: The Ginger Runner. Yeah. Um, my last movie was Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. Um. So if you have um, her accent is terrible.
1: This movie. <laughs> was this uh, good as Storm in X Men? in The it first X Men was about X-Men? the same. She lost it. So she if they if times. they make it Red Sparrow too, she just won't have an accent at all. She,
0: they'll get they'll get rid of it. Yeah. No one will have an accent actually. So <laughs> the film is uh, basically about this ballerina, who um, I want to spoil this movie so bad because I just don't even care about it, but I won't spoil it anyway. a ballerina, um, who suffers an accident, yeah, it's played by Jennifer Lawrence. And her uncle is in the KGB, and he's like really top up there. And he recruits her into this program um, called the Sparrows because she's injured. Well, I mean, she, she can't needs, be a ballerina. She, ballerina her anymore. her mother her mother is also injured. Like okay. her mother has some kind of disability and needs full time care. And so the company, the ballet company, was paying for everything. When she got injured, she couldn't do ballet anymore, and so gotcha. they were going to cut her off from her. You know, they're paying her rent and everything. they're paying everything. So she needs a new job. And he goes, look, you can, well, the state will take care of everything if you're useful. Yeah. And so he recruits her into the sparrow cause she's beautiful. And the Sparrow is what it is. It's Isn't a, that a little creepy. It's, it's very creepy. Actually it's, oh, it gets creepier. Anyway, it's seduction and manipulation. Yeah. They're basically spies that, that excel in seduction and manipulation. And so they're kind of like stripped down, like literally and figuratively into to this kind of just, you know, bodies are used by the state for whatever needs to be done and all the, all this stuff. Anyway. So she goes on this mission to figure out um who the mole is has been meeting with a CIA agent and she kind of falls to the CIA agent maybe you're not sure because she's a spy and you have no idea if she's like really doing this for the guy or what's going on um it's got a twist at the end which i thought was really good if i didn't have to sit through the whole movie <laughs> um, but the movie itself is muddled okay um kind of not fun and it, she just she doesn't sell it for me as an yeah. H- KGB agent. She does not. She seems she doesn't seem as confident and strong. Maybe that's an act. I don't know, man. It's just confusing. Like in some of the things that happen, I'm just like, I don't. Why is that happening? Why is he doing it? the decisions they make? Don't make any sense. So in those characters.
1: I'm probably gonna sleep on this movie, but sleep on it. The the question that I would ask you because a lot of people were saying, okay, well. This is basically a Black Widow movie, yeah. um, because no. they're
0: not officially giving Scarlett Johansson Definitely a Black Widow a movie, movie, so it doesn't fill that role. It does not at all. Okay, she's not well. She's not kicking butt. She's, right. She doesn't have any physical. Like she has no fight training. So I don't. She's really? Not, yeah, she's not a fighter. There's no fight training. No, she's a ballerina, and but she there's just okay. I'll tell. I'll talk about this one scene because it's not really spoiling it. But so what happens is, is that um she finds out from her the way she gets recruited. is Her uncle tells her. He shows her these pictures of the uh, lead male act, uh, dancer that was with her and, like, one of the little minion dancers or the, her understudy or whatever. Um, they're dating or they're together. And then there's a recording of him being scared, like, oh, man, I saw her at the hospital today, and I, I really feel bad about what we did. So, basically, it was – they did it on purpose. They broke her leg on purpose. Like, he okay. landed on her leg during an at her performance. And so she finds out that they conspired to do that and ruin her career. And so she goes and basically, like, beats them to their life. Yeah. And it's really strange because, like, that's not a normal reaction. And I guess they're trying to say that she's not normal, but you don't ever see that real violent tendency from her again. Mm. It's really weird. It's just really weird. I don't know. She just – I don't buy any of her motivations or her actions. And, I, and the twist – it makes her seem so slick, but she's never slick in the movie, so I don't know. Okay, You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it doesn't, it didn't, Yeah, it was
1: kind of, yeah. I did find it interesting that once this movie fi- did get announced and all the hype for it came out, um, they did finally announce it. I think there is going to be a Black Widow movie yeah. in phase four. And so if anything, I'm glad it did kind of force Marvel's hand in order to do that.
0: I do not think there should be a Black Widow movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it will be a good movie. It it, it may not be. I, well, it depends. It depends. If, it, is it solely if it's just solely a Black Widow movie? I don't think it will be good. If it's a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie, like about the Bucharest stuff or something like that, or, Buda, but, but or is see, Budapest, is Budapest, is Budapest, a, is it Budapest. Budapest. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, but Bud- I I think too much time has passed since then they both aged i mean jeremy oh, Run- I see. jeremy runner is starting to look so but
0: what is it what kind of story do i care about that's another thing it's like, i don't know it's, it's, uh, I, I don't i think it's a move that they're just they should just explain it like we just don't think it's gonna work just don't think it's gonna work i think they have to give it a shot before they completely cancel it no i
1: think they don't. they're mean. giving solo a shot
0: but that's not that's not the <laughs> Marvel people. That's not Marvel. That's that's uh, Disney. Exactly. Disney's it is making now cash grabs for it everything. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't. I I think forcing a movie based upon because uh, here's the thing. Because the whole thing is is that why does she deserve her own movie? Is it because she can hold her own movie and it makes sense to give her a movie, or is it because people complained about her not having her own movie because she's a woman? Because if it's that. You have Captain Marvel, which is yeah. going to be freaking amazing. Yeah. I already know that. You also have Ant Man and Wasp, where Wasp is cooler than Ant Man, yeah. and it seems to be a better hero, yeah. which is amazing. Um, and then on the other side, you have Wonder Woman, which is really good. So, I mean, you don't need to make a movie just because you need to make a movie. If That's they what I'm saying.
1: if they can make this like Thor Ragnarok, or no, no, no. All I'm saying is like if they could if they could make her be like kind of the lead, but also bring in other characters in order to kind of make it a because, I mean, let's be honest, Cap is probably going to die at, in Avengers 4.
0: Spoiler. I don't okay. think so. I don't think he's going to die. I'm
1: pretty sure he's going to die. No. I'm pretty sure Chris Evans'
0: character. Okay. So Steve y- Steve y- Rogers y- is going to die. So you mean the next movie, not this one that's coming up, the final, the right. second half. The very final one. I don't think he's going to die. His
1: contract's up. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to do it anymore. That doesn't mean he's going to he die. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He
0: could. Anything could happen. He could age. He could. The super serum could wear off like it did in the comics. Uh, okay. And he ages to 100. At some
1: point.
0: Uh, oh, I don't, I don't think Chris Evans is coming back. I'm just saying. He, that's, but that's die. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like they have to find some other character. Yeah, they have. And, uh, do you think they should make a Scarlet Witch movie too? No, I don't think that would Why be not? good. Why not? I don't think that would be good. Why wouldn't that be good? Because I don't feel like she has enough dimension to her. But you think Black Widow does? Because I don't think she does either. It's debatable. I just don't see it. Man. She is definitely better as a
1: secondary character,
0: just like Hawkeye. I mean, it has yeah. nothing to do with her being. i just. It's it's the way that they made her. Honestly, yeah, yeah, 100. And it, it's really hard because even in the comic books, I don't like solo Black Widow. No, I,
1: I, I agree with you. I, There's some I will, people that shouldn't have,
0: like the Hulk. Again, should not have his own movie. No, after watching Incredible Hulk again, yeah. it was okay, but he shouldn't have his own movie because no. it just—I don't think you can do enough with him. You, by you really himself. can't. You really need something else. You need someone to talk to. It relies like,
1: too much on Banner. Yeah, in, and in order it's for it to be a good, and it's boring because yeah, I, I want to see the Hulk. Yeah, yeah.
0: so that's why Thor Ragnarok was good, though, because you got to see the Hulk. And but I wouldn't want to see a talking Hulk the whole time because that seems dumb. Unless, it unless like he was Grey Hulk. Unless he was Grey Hulk. Yeah. That had the casino. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Read your comic books, everybody.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, I think it'll be interesting. I like to see uh, I won't write
0: it off completely. Hey, I'm going to watch it. You know I me? Yeah. I won't write it off completely until I hear about I, it. And I think Black Widow is an awesome character. Yeah. I mean, she's, I like, I like seeing her in the movies. And my daughter loves Black Widow. Yeah. Solo movie. I don't know. I was skeptical. But then again, I was skeptical about Black Panther the first time. And then until I saw more of it, and I was like, oh, that looks amazing. Yeah. So I agree. I was, I'm actually skeptical of every movie that had just one single character in it. Every single movie. Every, I'm actually just skeptical of every movie that ever comes out. Yeah. Except Ready Player One. I'm pretty excited about uh, that movie. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. You should read the book. Anyway, um, so I have a versus for today. Okay. I'm ready. Um, since t- today, tonight, um, Tomb Raider comes out, the yep. new one. Um, we're going to verse the new Tomb Raider we haven't seen at all versus the old Tomb Raider with Angelina <laughs> Jolie. <laughs> which which one do you based upon initial trailers and all project without without so don't think about the movie with Angelina Jolie. Just the hype in the trailer. Which one do you think is would you know is better?
1: So I'm gonna go with the modern one. Okay. I'm gonna go with the modern one. But I'm kind of wavering on that. And the reason being is I like this story, like yes, the the, the modern the modern take and the modern story of Laura Croft. Um, I like that one better. However, my one caveat of this is if it's just a if it's basically all the cutscenes of the game put into the movie, that's gonna be very disappointing.
0: I don't think it is. I think it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. Than I hope game. it is because I, I, actually, I the, know it's gonna be different. than The game. The greatest thing
1: about the game was solving the puzzles. Yes. Right. Like in being yeah, able, and stuff being able figuring all that stuff out and exploring. Right. So if I'm just watching it on screen,
0: it's boring. It's boring. So let me ask you this: Did you yeah. like the original Tomb Raiders? I liked the first one. Okay. Yeah. The second one was. The second garbage. one was garbage. Stupid. Stupid yeah. movie. Stupid movie. Wasn't that the one where they... Oh, it's was like it, Cradle of Life. Cradle of Oh, gosh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> the first one was the one with the time. Wasn't the one with the time thing? Or was that the Cradle of Life? That's Cradle of Life. That's garbage. But that last scene was pretty cool. When they're in with the... the clock. Yeah. yeah. the clock? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, I think that... Because the whole point is basically, do you like an early Laura Croft that's yeah. starting out? Or do you like a Laura Croft that's already been doing stuff and is just going on another adventure? I like the starting out. I like the Angela Jolie (laughs) look in the ballet fight scene in her, in her mansion.
1: I mean, that was a good, yeah, that was awesome. I remember that scene. It was was really good. It was really good. Um,
0: Also, um, it had a lot of good, you know what? When I think about the original uh, Tomb Raider, it had a lot of good set pieces in like the one where they're, that they were in like Malaysia. I don't know where they were, but there was the temple you remember the temple yeah, yeah. where she yeah. fell through, and she's there. They're, they're also there. Yeah, yeah. So that was really that was really cool. A cool scene. That movie was garbage. It really <laughs> was. It was terrible. I don't. I mean, and it had to do with is. I think it was Angelina Jolie's fault. Honestly, with think there's just too much hype on her being. Yeah, involved. like I think it, she overshadowed the movie. Yeah. Well, we've talked about video game movies, how terrible they are, um, but I just because. I feel like they got the feel of the original games, in yeah. that honestly, but I think she p- overplayed it too much, and she was just too much of a s- presence yep. that she overshadowed Laura Croft. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm just watching an Angelina Jolie film and yeah. not a Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, it just happens. That she, it's it was almost like she was cosplaying as Laura Croft, <laughs> playing a movie. Like she just had her character. I'm just a her dude playing a dude playing another dude. Her character just happened to be dressed up as laura croft right that's that's what it seemed like yeah um but i still i'm gonna tell you right now i already know what's gonna happen and i'd rather watch the original tomb raider i don't know this movie
1: the the new one's gonna be a netflix renter for me
0: wow i'm gonna go see it i'm not this gonna go see it
1: i'm not gonna go see it
0: i'm gonna go see it this weekend. i'm not gonna go see it i might uh, even see oh. it on the spring breaks so i might even see it on i might even see it tomorrow on friday let, Let us see. know what you think <laughs> about this uh, Tomb Raider decision, um, whether based upon the hype you'd rather see the new movie or the old Angelina Jolie awesome movie where she cosplays as Lovecraft <laughs> and does some ballet, was, does some silk <laughs> silk sheet ballet. Like, why does she even have, was she going from the curtains? Like, why does she have so many curtains that she's rolling from? Yeah, it's from? ridiculous. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really odd. And then her butler with a shotgun.
1: I forgot about that.
0: I've not forgotten about yeah. this movie. And her dad was actually her dad. Yeah, her dad was her That's dad. Her, that was her dad. Was her dad? Hey, it's like her, it's my dad. Her dad's dad. He was he was cosplaying as Laura Croft's dad. No, John, the same actually, John Voight just walked onto the set. He was visiting. You know what's happening? He was visiting Angelina Jolie, and they just captured it. They just, it was, it was she wasn't it was even playing a, Laura It was Croft. just a family moment. She, she was just talking. That's how and, they talk yeah, to each that's other. that's how they talk to each other, as if he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> she just thinks, well, you're already dead, and yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you this way. <laughs> Angelina, I know you you, know, you love your dad, but he's already dead. Sorry. I
1: like how she, you think she
0: listens to this. John. She is. She secretly <laughs> is a listener. She's like, hey, I like these guys. They're talking about my movie. I don't think she even... I, don't, I imagine that Angelina really barely rarely uses a computer. Yeah. Just saying. I don't think she even owns... She probably doesn't even use a phone. If you were that rich, would you even like? I would. I would just own a person. I mean, not own. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I would pay a person. Take it easy. I would. I, would <laughs> I wouldn't own them. I would pay them money to just hold my phone and answer my calls and like put it up to my ear. And then play games. I'd pay them to play games. No, for you, me wouldn't. On the no, phone. you wouldn't. would. No, you would. I would totally do no, that. You, no, you would be like, hey, I need you to play uh, brick breaker.
1: <laughs> that, no, no you would No, you, you would not do that because you would want to play that game
0: i wouldn't even want to you play it. you would i would no, be no, no, so no. crazy no rich
1: that i would just be like yeah, no i don't even want to play anymore you would be so crazy rich that you would pay somebody to do everything else in your life except to so play video so games I play
0: the game well i would only want to play a mobile game no but i don't the, want to play a video game okay
1: so maybe you pay him to play the mobile game while you're playing your console exactly. games yes yeah okay it's
0: like this is the score that I want, and I want it by the end of the day, Jeffrey. Okay? I want it by the end of the day. This is the score. If, you, if that's not the score, you're if You're fired. You're fired, Jeffrey. Figure it out. I don't even know. Figure it out, Jeffrey. That's how I'd be. And then these not. guys
1: have God mode on.
0: <laughs> he would be freaking out, trying to play like, oh, you know what? I'd have him do it. I'd have him play stupid Candy Crush. And he'd be like, you need to get to level 300. Oh what? all the candy crushed you, i want <laughs> you better crush that candy jeremy oh, what's his name jeffrey? jeffrey jeffrey i don't even know your name your name doesn't even matter i pay you to tell you what your name is <laughs> wow okay this is going back to the beginning of this statement where you would own the person i <laughs> <laughs> would well, be paying them so much it'd be okay right is that not fair no i don't, I don't what if you I pay them enough it's okay, is it okay to i don't own? think it's okay is there a money is there a price you can put on a human being probably not I think we need to stop. Well, but I don't mean like <laughs> slavery. I just mean like... I kind of feel like you do. <laughs> no, no. they can. No, slavery is like they're held against their will in that I own them. But I mean, I don't own them like I own a piece of property. I'm just saying like I'm paying you so much I want to tell you what your name is. If you don't like it, you can leave. I really like how but we... But isn't that like <laughs> financial slavery? That is kind of like slavery, right? Because I feel like I I really like how we started this
1: episode off talking about like the great... <laughs> Like this new wave of inclusion and and we're gonna
0: end it look i'd make sure that he's hispanic because i want to include people of color i'm just saying should i make him white i'm confused (laughs) i don't know what to do in this situation i'm just saying i if i i think if i paid him uh, i (laughs) I think we have
1: somebody we need to say happy birthday i think if i paid
0: this person enough money it would actually make them feel obligated to do these things and that I would be giving, I would be providing so much for their life that they couldn't leave. So then they would actually be in serv, in, in slavery <laughs> at that point, right? Because think about it: if you, were, if someone was giving you five hundred thousand dollars a year to play games on their phone and they wanted to call you Billy Bob instead of your name, wouldn't you? And then they said, if you don't like it, you can just leave. You you'd be like, I can't leave because you're giving me too much money. Isn't that like an escort? Well, th- you're not sleeping with them. You're just asking them <laughs> to, just to play. Saying. You're just asking them to play Candy Crush. <laughs> Unless that's secret code, crush that candy, Billy Bob. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> on <about> that note, <laughs> happy birthday, Michael Scott. <laughs> your run at the office is over, but you'll never be forgotten. For you'll always be the dreams. paper salesman in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> paper dreams lead to paper memories. Anyway, that's it for us today. Uh, drop us a line with the hate mail on it at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at IGTGS show. Or facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Or our website, www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. going to get stupid.com. Check y'all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>